Hey, this is Tea Time with Courtney. How you guys doing today? I'm going to have a special host today with me. Uh, my friend from beginning of time till now, it seemed like. My friend Courtney B. She's the other Courtney B, not me. But anyway, um, we're going to talk about a couple different things in a second here. Uh, but give me one second. I'll be right back. Got to get the commercials rolling so we can get these bills paid. I'll be right back with you. Thank you. All right, and welcome back to Tea Time with Courtney. I got my co-pilot for today, Courtney B. She's here with me. We're going to discuss some things, you know, that's going on. Um, one thing we're going to discuss, we talked about um, the other day, we we're going to talk about this. Uh, basically is how um, therapy and mental health is kind of like shunned the most in the black community. Um, and, and at any time, you could chime in too, Court, whenever you feel like it. Okay. But um, we we talked about how, you know, a lot of black people have grown up thinking that therapy wasn't for us. Or, to be honest, it's, it's always hard sometimes when you have a therapist that doesn't look like you. So because you don't have a therapist that looks like you, that sometimes stops you from uh, actually going to therapy when you need it. True. Okay. And, um... To me, I think it's a big stigma that we, you know, a lot of black people feel like we don't need therapy when they do. We, indeed, we Welcome back to Tea Time. Sorry for the interruption. Got a call. You know how that goes sometimes. Anyway, like I was saying, though, um, you know, as a child, you know, it seems like uh, we've always been basically not, I ain't going to say shunned, but it kind of like, it was like you ain't, you're not tough or, you know, if you, um, Say you need mental help or you're a punk. You know what I mean? That's the type of thing that people would say almost. Or like I said, it was kind of even like frowned upon or looked down on where, uh, you know, a lot of black kids, I'm sure a lot of kids went undiagnosed with different kind of mental disorders and things like that. Because like I said, when we was young, nobody that, you know, they just said, you know, they got a lot of energy or, you know, they're bad or things like that. Meanwhile, they got demons they're fighting and nobody knows because nobody's saying it. Like, nobody's saying, you know, wait a minute. Let me go ahead and see what's really going on with this kid. Let me go talk to this kid. And it ain't like we had different clubs and stuff where we could go and tell people how we felt. So it's like, the black, unfortunately, the black community, it makes it hard to say, admit that something's wrong with you. I know I grew up in a Christian home where if there was an issue, you you pray about it, period. And praying is great, and I do believe in the power of prayer and all of that, but Sometimes I, I, exa- I could have definitely benefited from some counseling from things that I went through as a child. And I don't even think I... I did you hear counseling when you was... I, I don't... The only time, first time I heard about counseling is when my parents got divorced and we had a school counselor that wanted to talk to me about the divorce because I thought it was my fault. Okay. So when in school, we had a little school counselor that my parents let me go talk to, but I was already, what, 10 years old, been going through, you know, some yeah. trauma since I was three. Yeah. So, it, you know what I mean? It was definitely something. And like I said, I was going to counseling because I thought my parents' divorce was my fault. Like, who even thinks that as a kid? <laughs> I did. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, 
Welcome back to Tea Time with Courtney. I'm sorry I got that phone call, but I did tell my nephew to call me when he got home, so he's just doing what I told him to do. But uh, Courtney was talking, Courtney B was talking about uh, what I had said about thinking that my, you know, my parents' divorce was my fault. So we'll get back to that. So no, I was just saying, yeah, you were a child. So just like I thought something must be wrong with me, and that's why... My mom chose to walk away and didn't raise me. Um, now I know as a 41-year-old woman that it had nothing to do with me at all, that that was something, you know, within her. Um, but, yeah, you're thinking, you, you were thinking about it as a child, so that makes complete sense. Right, and it's like, um, like I see many grown men out here walking around with all kinds of grudges and chips on their shoulders all because of something that happened when they were kids, whether, you know, um, they had the stereotypical, like they like to always act like black men in our, in our kids' lives, even though there's a lot of black fathers out there that are great. Absolutely. Uh, including Courtney's dad. Yes, yeah, my dad. Mr. Jeff. <laughs> that's my homie. But anyway, uh, you know, um, but a lot of men and girls, but a lot of men, I'm saying men because, you know, these men are the ones that are supposed to be raising our sons and daughters. So, because, you know, a woman's always usually got to be there. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, we really don't usually have choices. Now, some, you know, like Courtney was just saying, they are not there. But that's their unfortunate decision and their misguidance. But that's a whole other issue. But... Women usually normally don't have a choice to walk away. They just usually can't just walk away. But so that's why I said stereotypical because a lot of men and women grow up without a father in the house. And and the craziest thing is sometimes it's not even a man's fault. And uh, you know, it's like then you'll get the bitter baby mom and that's not even the that's that's not even always the case either. But another a lot of men don't know how to love or be loved. So because they have that issue right there, that right there starts the whole thing. Like, a lot of men don't know, like, they feel some kind of way about kissing their kids on their mouth. Like, or in this generation, they sexualize it, where it looks like it's a problem if a man kisses their kid in their mouth. Like, dude, you came from them. That's how it all started. Like, so I I have no problem with... You know, a man kissing they kill in the mouth. Like, that's just, I feel like society and social media has made it a problem that, you know, that's that's a whole other issue right there. But it's like, like I said, a lot of people look down on mental illness and act like that it's, it's a problem if something's wrong with you. When in reality, sometimes something's just wrong. Or sometimes you just need to talk to somebody. Like, I tell people all the time. Sometimes a therapist is good to talk to somebody that's outside your circle because everybody in your circle usually knows your business. They know how you are. They know the person you are or the person you show them. But if you have an outsider looking in or an outsider that don't know you from a can of paint and you go there and tell them your problems, first of all, they shouldn't judge you, but they could give you other reasons or other ways to deal with what you're going through. Therapy to me, I feel like really... Therapy should be, people should all have to take therapy. For sure. Like, I really feel like they need to have family therapy that families go to. They, like, if kids go through any kind of trauma, like, like even, like, if a kid gets bullied, I feel like they need to go to counseling. Like Oh, yeah, because that could turn out one, that can go 
one way or the other. Yeah, listen. Oh, a lot of times they end up the bullied end up being the bully. Or the bullied end up being the bully. <laughs> but that's like this just recently, sadly I know it because it's my son's birthday on February twentieth. Um, this little boy, I forget what state he lived in, but he was bullied so much from his baseball team. Like the kids on his baseball team, he actually killed himself. He was 15 years old. I just seen it. Um, I think his name was Aiden Reese, Aww. if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. I think that was his name. And it's it's so sad. And it's like you keep hearing these stories. And the saddest thing about it is like, and I know the mom probably feels like just terrible right now. And I feel bad for, her. And especially because people are coming at her because he sent it because she posted the text that he sent her where he said. I'm just going to get bullied and you're wasting your money. All they're going to do is harass me. You don't even care if they're bullying me this and third. And I know that mom has to feel terrible because it's like, but the reason she didn't like let him quit is because like I tell my kids, once you start something, you got to finish it. Yeah. But I, and I feel like that's also a problem. Like this world is so competitive that, you know, you want your kid to be the absolute best. And you know, if, if they quit, they're not, how can they be the best? Like, yeah. that's how it kind of looked like. It's fine to pawn to be a quitter. But real talk, if she would have been like, if she might have said, you know what? Well, I'll take it off a baseball team. And it, maybe that might have helped with the bullying. But on the flip side, maybe it might have had the total opposite effect where them kids might have messed with me even more because now they're going to call him a quitter. Like, so it's like, I feel bad for that mom because, like I said, social media, once again, is going at her crazy. Like, they're like just. People are sending her messages, talking crazy to her. Like, it's sad because, first of all, she lost a child. Yeah. Like, regardless how it happened, she lost a child. That's like, what, nobody wants to lose a child. No. Like, so it's like, why are you on this lady's, like, why are you even doing that? You should be praying for her and her sanity. Because I, she's, she, she feels bad herself because I know, like, it's killing her on the inside. To know that her son said this to her and she still let him go to that baseball field and continue to get bullied. I know that's killing her because I, me and myself, I've told my kids, you're not going to quit. Like, we don't quit. Yeah. So it's like, and, but, but that little boy, like I said, he took his life. Now, he, and, 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 and the good thing about everything is if there's a bright side of any of it, like there's, she's like sending the messages and everything about what happened and, uh, you know, making bringing light to the situation. He also donated all his organs. So that's also, you know, something good that came out of it. But it's just like, um, this world is so ugly anymore. And it's like, you got to try, you have to sometimes say, you know what, this, they need therapy. And, and, act like, and don't put somebody like down for wanting to get therapy. Like, it's nothing wrong with getting therapy. Sometimes you need that help. Like I said, I know I could have benefited I'm 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 now in therapy dealing with stuff that should have been dealt with. <laughs> right, you said way I, long ago. Way long ago when I you know when I was a kid, and I'm not doubting. Like I said, my parents, the people that raised me, did the best that they absolutely could do, and they did an excellent job. And I was given pretty, you know, I was given a lot of love, and all of that. But there were just a lot of things that. I experienced where I didn't have an outlet um, and it was internalized. And then as I grew older, after a while, if you're not talking to somebody about that stuff, it's going to come out in, in, in your life and right. actions. Right. It's going to affect you in negative ways. Um, 
So, yeah, I know I've gotten my, my child therapy. Well, he can't, you know, he's definitely been in and out of therapy, you know, from his, you know, his dad not being around. Um, Which is his loss. Just got to put it out there. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, my child's definitely had therapy. And, um, I, you know, I was, you know, I let him know that there's nothing wrong with that. But I think that, but but like I said, but there is there is a slight little problem with the therapists that don't look like us. Like there definitely needs to be more black psychiatrists, therapists, everything, because a lot of people, black doctors, because a lot of people don't want to talk to someone that doesn't look like them. Like I said, like and trying to find a black doctor or black therapist or anything like that is hard. Yeah. And, you know, my, my son went to school um, for psychology and he ended up changing his major, which I'm kind of glad because um, he realized that if he was a therapist or psychologist or any of that uh, psychiatrist, that he would be bringing people's stuff home with him. Yeah, I couldn't do that. He didn't, that's why he changed. He's actually in therapy at school right now. He loves it. Like, he tells all of us that we should go in therapy. Like, his therapist probably knows more than she should. Because, (laughs) but it's like, but that's his outlet. And I'll never say, son, don't you go to that therapist. No, that's his outlet. I I like that he could say, I want to go to therapy. I need to go to therapy. I like that he could say that. So, I feel like, and and I really feel like it's because, me and his dad have always, like, never looked down on that. Like, we never made it seem like it was a problem. Like, I've seen therapists. Like, I've done, I have PTSD. I have depression. You know, different things. Like, there's quite a few different things going oh, on. Okay. And, like, I have anxiety. Like, which I feel like a lot of people have anxiety and it's untreated. Like, and I feel like people really, like. Oh, no, they treat it. But they, sometimes they don't treat it. Correctly. The best, yeah, the best way. Like, are you, I mean, are you self, are you medicating, self-medicating, medicating with drugs? I mean, I believe everybody has, you know, their coping mechanisms, but some are positive and some are not. Right. And I, you know, I'd rather talk to somebody and I mean, how do you feel about medication? I take it. <laughs> yeah, listen. I take it. I take it too. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's necessary. Like I said, I grew up in a Christian household, and I was told if you had an issue, to pray about it. And like I said, I do believe in prayer and the power of prayer, but sometimes more than prayer is needed. God also created psychiatrists and people that are equipped (laughs) to deal and help people with stuff like that and, and, and medications. And that's but that's and that's another thing. Like some people, like if you, like for instance, like um, like if you use like stones or like if you have like I I use protective stones. I wear protective stones all the time, and a lot of people will think that you know that I'm I don't believe in God, but I have my stones around my neck and I have my cross around my neck. Like, I feel like you could believe in more than one thing, but some people look down and it's like you have sometimes some people will try to make you choose or it's frowned upon. Like if you take therapy instead of saying, like you said, prayer, like a lot of people will look down. That's part of the problem, though, because like you we, we grow up in a society 
where we're taught one thing as kids and then we realize as we grow up to be adults and things aren't like what it was seen. Like, it's just not like, like, things are not like when we were kids. Yeah. Like, when we were kids, you know, the community did things together. Like, the community thrived together. Like, if somebody went through it, the whole community's going through it or the whole community's looking out for that person. Like, I feel like when when I was a kid, um, there was kidnappings that were happening. Uh, every once, like, they were doing, like, it was crazy, because, like, one day it'd be, uh, it'd be blonde, a girl with blonde hair and blue eyes. The next day it'd be a brunette with, I mean, it was different. Like, they were doing this when I was a kid. And I'll never forget that me and my cousin uh, were outside playing, and this guy and this girl definitely came up to ask us if we wanted some candy. And um, luckily, <laughs> my kid, my uh, parents had taught me stranger danger, basically, so I ran the house and snitched and told my parents, like, hey, oh, somebody just tried to come up and um, offer us candy. I think they were trying to kidnap us because the lady was like, I forget the guy's name. But she was like, don't do that. Leave the kids alone. And I just knew that, you know, something was, wasn't right. So we went in the house and soon enough, my parents called the police. And the police, like, you know, got rallied and got involved quick. But it's like back then that things happened. Like, like back in the day, the cops would give us... Uh, Playing cards. Like, the cops would come through and give us playing cards or... Uh, the cops were friends. Yes. Like, like now... And now, it's like, don't call the cops. Okay, welcome back to Tea Time with Courtney. So, basically, we're going we're going to talk about that on another episode. But, basically, we were just, just saying that it's a shame that kids should be scared of the police instead of going to the police. But we're going... We, we got a little bit off topic, and we're going to say that for another show. But we're going to get back on this counseling tip. So I feel like what needs to happen these days is us. I'm saying us because, it, you know, it always, we're kind of like the part of like the middle to older generation now. So we have to start instilling into our kids and their friends and things like that, that getting therapy is okay. That it's not bad to get therapy. There's not a problem. You're not a punk or you shouldn't be, you should be not like, it should be okay to get therapy, basically. Like, we have to start putting that in the atmosphere because too many young kids are killing themselves and, you know, going through things they shouldn't have to in life. And please listen to your kids. If you have a child that does not want to go to school, that is being bullied. No, all the time they can't just tough it out and be strong and ignore it. And no, you need to take action on that. Like I said, these kids are really killing themselves behind this. I know, like I said, when I dealt with some things in high school as far as like bullying, I def it definitely was not being taken as seriously as it is now. It was right, like... right. Yeah, I mean, pretty much like, okay, okay, deal with it. you know, but, like I was always when I was a you kid, gonna finish school? Listen, like, you're and, not gonna not go, right? Like, it's like uh, and, and you gotta like, I feel like if there's a problem, you gotta if like say you reach out to the teacher and it's still not, you know, something's not going on, reach out to the principal, reach out to the guidance counselor. If it doesn't help with that, go to the school board. Whatever you have to do to protect your children, that's what you gotta do. Because I feel like, like for instance, my youngest. She had, like, and, and I'm going to put it like this, too, but the school just sometimes does make it hard because it's like 
They tell you to send your kids to school. If you don't send your kids to school, then you have to worry about the uh, daggone, um, what are they called? Uh, not C, it's like CY, but it's not CY. It says truancy. You have to worry yeah. about your kid dealing with truancy. Meanwhile, these kids are dealing with stuff they don't want to, like, they're, they're, these kids are definitely needing mental health days, even though people are like, what, mental health? And I do agree, like, that we didn't that, we did that happen with these kids. And maybe it should have, though. Like, maybe we yeah, should have had sure. mental health days. But when we as kids, you know, we dealt with the, man, you better just go to school and work. Don't worry about Like, we didn't have, like, really a choice. Like, no. we had to go to school and keep it pushing. Like, and I, and it's crazy because I was taught this, and I still I still instilled it in my kids, and I still will. But then I, my dad used to say, if, um, if somebody, if I ever got into a fight, then I better beat them up or I better come home. And, uh, well, I'll put it like this. I better, if I get into a fight, I better fight back. I better Ooh, not come home crying. Home. Yeah, I you couldn't come home. You gonna get I couldn't come home crying. I, I mean, I didn't have that scenario, but I definitely, like, I had, God rest her soul, you know, my auntie. I was not a fighter. I wanted to be friends. You know, I, yeah, I did not. That's my baby. I, I that's was, how she wants to be. I was, I was scared. I was real scared as a kid. And, um, and I got... This girl, who I play with every day, she was my friend, but she got mad at me for some odd reason, whatever the reason was. We was kids, little stuff. And she hit me, and I came in the house crying. I was, it was at my grand, grandparents' house, and my aunt was there. And I came in crying, and I had two choices. <laughs> I could either stay in the house, and she would whoop my butt, or I had to go back out there and fight. Listen, that's what I So thought. I'm listening. If anybody knows my auntie, I was not getting beat by her. So <laughs> I, I went on outside and, and did did what I needed to do. But um That's listen, that's how I was listen, my dad used to tell me if you come in this house crying because you know, you basically running from a fight. Not from if I got into a fight and came home crying because I done got into a fight, I was okay. But I better not come in the house crying because I ran from a fight, basically. Or he was going to whoop me. And I still had to go back out and fight. So I feel like when I was young, listen. So you fought I, a lot. I yeah, only been, listen, I only been in like, I'll say two fights in my entire life. I had gotten into a fight with this one girl at my aunt's house religiously every summer. And it would it'd be able to we, fight. Like, I mean, straight up beat each other up. Like, like straight fight. Like, fight. And then be friends the next day. But we would have, mm-hmm. every summer, we have at least one big brawl. And then be friends the next day. But it was like, like I said, and I ain't gonna lie. I understood that my kids, you better not come home crying from, like, from something. Like, nobody better have you come in the house because you got bullied, basically. You better fight them back. And if, but I've always been also the one, if I got to call somebody's mom or go to somebody's mom or dad, I'll do that too. I have no problem with that either. Like, not at all, like. I'm had to end up going to somebody's mom about my youngest because her daughter would be in school messing with my baby. And it's like for no reason. Like she'll pick with her and say, Why you have braids in your hair? Meanwhile, the little girl got braids in her hair. Like, what are you really picking my baby for? And she way bigger than my baby. So it's like and my aunt, it's not even about her being bigger than my baby. My baby's not really a fighter. She'll fight with her siblings, yes. But she's like you, like yeah, she wants sweet. to be friends with everybody. She's and like I tell her about. These kids are not finna ruin my baby. Like, she's not, she's not met, she's not built like that. She's not that my kid. Like my other ones are different, but my baby, she 
is my lover. She's my sweetheart. She wants everybody to be friends. She don't understand that her cousin that's in her classroom, why she's being mean to her for no reason. And then to me and her, me and my uh, brother don't talk. So because we don't talk, I can't even go to him and say, hey, yo, what's the problem with me and your daughter and my daughter? Like, we can't even do that because, once again, other drama, that's a whole other show, listen, too. Listen, counseling, listen, my whole family, including myself, could benefit from counseling. Like I said, I'm in counseling um, currently, but my entire family could benefit from individual counseling. We all could benefit from group family counseling. Some of us need to be just one on one. Right. That have, I mean, it's beneficial. It's definitely beneficial, and it's like, like I said, people don't realize it. No, you ain't sleep. Well, I gotta pause for the cars real quick. All right, welcome back to Tea Time with Courtney. Sorry about that. My grandson's parents walked in the house, so I had to kick him out the room. Anyway, basically, we'll wrap this up in a little bit here, but basically, like, this is basically what we need to do as, not just a black community, but as a community, as period. I only said black community because it's shunned upon like it is in the black community. Don't get it twisted. I'm not leaving any other race out. I just know where I come from and what I know. So, therefore, that's why I say it's, it's really shunned in the black community. Um, but, like I said... People definitely need to get therapy, listen to your kids. You know, like I said, we're we're basically what all our kids have. Like, so if they have a problem in school, you got to go to the school and handle that. Or you got to go to that per- that kid's parents and handle that. Or a coach, whatever it is, you got to handle that because we're our kids' protectors. True. Like, that, we're the ones that put, that's our job. That's what we were pulling here for. If you ain't plan on being that or, or doing what you're supposed to do, then what did you even procreate for? True. And take it seriously when they, if they come home and say that they're dealing with something or something doesn't seem right or, like I said, if they don't want to go to school, like, a kid's not just not wanting to go to school just because. And just because it's something that if you were going through it at that time, you could handle. That don't mean they could handle it. No, nah, because our kids are different. The kids are, like, hanging different. The kids are hanging themselves. And, I mean, it's just really crazy. Like well, I said. yeah, I think it's a, like, that's like social media. Like, you got to start watching what your kids watch on TV, too, or on their tablets or their phones because social media, boy. I'm so glad we didn't have that. Man, like, I we feel like. I'm so, oh, my God, I'm so happy. First of all, I got in so much trouble. I'm just going to go listen, ahead and say that. I, I, I'd have been caught up in all kinds of stuff. Listen, I'm so glad. <laughs> For many reasons. I'm so glad it didn't oh exist. Oh, my gosh, it's a good thing. I feel like we had our own little drama with pagers and, and, and beepers. Or yeah. same difference. But what I'm saying is we had we have problems with them, like, you know, going to the payphone and, and calling people. Like, we had a little junk where people were three-way each other. Right, right. Like, <laughs> but ooh. that was all we had. <laughs> really. We like, we, like, think about it. You pass notes, like, do you yeah. like me, yes yeah. or no? And right. We ain't have, you know, the luxury of texting and, and FaceTime and, and hitting people up on Facebook. Like, our first, think about it, like, our first social media thing, I think, was MySpace. And I wasn't even on MySpace. I took forever to get on MySpace. I took forever to get on I Facebook. Was, I, my first social media was that could be a whole nother show too <laughs> about social media. Um, 
was Black Planet in college. I was not on MySpace ever. Listen, I don't have a, I've never had a MySpace. I had page. a MySpace. I had a MySpace only because the whole thing is I feel like social media got misconstrued because when I first got on MySpace and Facebook, it was all purely to be able to talk to family members that were in different states or reconnect with old yeah classmates. like that's my whole it took, me forever. That's, it took me like forever to get on facebook you look, know I, did. me too like I, i'm telling you it took a minute for me to get on facebook and then i feel like a lot of people and other, that's another thing like people get on facebook and they let people be like anybody be their friend and you have your kids on there and things like that. You put personal things on there sometimes. And then you're having that people that you have, don't have no idea who they are at, see social. Like, they see your kids and things like that. Like, they make, you make your kids a target sometimes with certain things you put on Facebook. That's why I stopped putting certain things on there. Because I feel like I don't never want my kids to be a target because of something I post or say or anything like that. I rarely post. Yeah, well, I post now because, you know. I'm a digital creator. I'm a digital creator, too. I just don't take it as seriously as you. Yeah, I, I just but, you know, I feel like if I'm going to be on Facebook, you might as well pay me. I don't but, uh, but for my job, um, you know, there's, I mean, I can't really say anything political. Right, right, right. I can't. Well, I they just check, They check that type of stuff. Like, I, I can't do that. I feel like I kind of stopped putting political on it because I feel like it's for no reason. Because, like I said, you have a lot of ignorant people, and I don't mean... I mean, ignorant in the true sense of the word, where people are lacking knowledge, where they don't know, you know, the difference between Heinz ketchup and Hunt's. We'll just say that. Like, it's just it's a little comparison I make. It's like they don't know things, and instead of just researching it or finding out, they'll say dumb stuff. Like, you'll get into an argument with a whole person that's irrelevant because they don't know nothing what they're talking about. So it's like... You got social media, like I said, it's, it's like turning to something good. It's kind of turning to something ugly in a sense because people use it for the wrong things anymore. Oh, yeah. That bullying is out of Yeah, bullying is crazy. Then you got, this is going to be another topic too, but it's like you have so many different people with different pronouns and things like that. We'll get on that a whole, we're not even going to get on that right now. We're not, because yeah. that's, that's a whole that's, other that's yeah. delving too deep right now. Yeah, that's a not, whole nother show. <laughs> that's something else people need therapy about. So we're not even gonna get on that. But it's like, uh, like I said, pay attention to them red flags. Like, make sure, like I said, listen to your kids. And if family members, it don't even have to be children. Listen to your friends. Like, I feel bad for people that don't have anyone to talk to, like a close friend, and they'll go, because I don't know what I would do without you and. Uh, a couple of my other friends that I really trust, like, I, you know, I can be myself and break down and be like, I'm not well. Right. I'm not doing well. Like, mentally, the, I'm not doing well. Right. And, like, like that said, one twin, the one twin, I can't remember if it's Tierra Tamara, but they're on the show, and she says, I'm okay, and then she breaks yeah. down and cries. Every time I see that, it always makes me cry, because yeah. I feel like I can relate to that. Because oh, there's yeah. been so many moments where... You say you're okay, or you put on that face for your kids or for the world, and you're not okay. Like, you're really going through some things that people cannot understand. And, you need to take that? And uh, it's like, if you don't have an outlet, or if you don't have somebody that you could truly talk to and trust, then it, it might, you know, you might have a problem. So, it's like... Um, Make sure you look for them red flags. Like, look for them red flags. Like she said, 
family members, friends, kids, all that. And then, you know, sometimes just check up on people. Make sure they're okay. Check on your strong friends. Yeah, because we ain't always the strongest. Listen, check on your strong friends. And, you know, there's a lot of resources as far as online, different hotlines that you could call. Like I said, um... I mean, even people that, you know, I'm friends with that I don't on Facebook that or, you know, social media in general that I'm not really close to. Like, hey, if, reach out to me for real. Yeah, because I'm I, like, I don't, mean, reach out to someone. Yeah, don't ever be ashamed to say you need help. Like, that's that's people be so proud and have so much pride in them. Like, uh, J. Cole got that song called Pride is the Devil. And that's really sometimes what it is. People yeah. are so prideful that they don't want to say I need help, or yeah, I'm going through it. Or like I said, you don't have, you don't say I'm not okay. Like you don't say that because it's like you don't. And then it's like the other part of that is sometimes you don't know who you could trust. Or that's why I always say therapy's yeah. good because that therapist cannot repeat what you tell somebody. And even yeah. if they do say they were to say, oh yeah, I had a client that did da 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 da. They can only say client. They can't say your name. Like. Oh, yeah. That's true. Like, it's, so it's like, even if they discuss you with somebody else, they cannot say your name, or that's a lawsuit. And they don't want that. No. At but, this point, like no. I said, at our, at our age, I don't care who, who knows. I mean, I do. <laughs> I mean. In a sense. If but. I'm, if I'm not doing well or, or I'm in counseling, like, I, I'm not ashamed if people know that. No. Nah. I, I mean, I'm, you know what I mean? I'm not going to, like, bark and like, hey, everybody, I'm in counseling, but. I wouldn't care who knew. Right. Like, I feel like I, there was a time that I used to, didn't want to say, you know, that I had depression or PTSD or anxiety or anything like that. I didn't want to tell people that. But I feel like now I'm, I'm t- I don't care. I might help somebody telling somebody I have that because they might be like, oh, shoot, this person can relate with me. Exactly. So it's like, like I said, watch for them. Just be, and I got to tell people all the time, smile, be kind to somebody, tell people hello. You know what I'm saying? Say excuse me. Say thank you. Use your manners. If you, if you weren't taught them, you can learn them. You ain't, ain't ever too learn, like, to learn, uh, you know, manners or, or treat people with kindness. Because you never know what somebody's going through. You like, you're, that's, that smile that you gave that person, that waitress at the restaurant. Or that, you know, you tell somebody that you like their hair or somebody. You might have stopped them from killing themselves. Listen. There's this real clip before we end. Uh, when I worked at the call center downtown uh, Pittsburgh, I hated that job. Like, I hated it. And every time I would be walking from the uh, T station, I would pass this homeless man with one leg. And he would always be in the same spot. And he would always, I mean, he might have been telling me just from some change or whatever, but it brightened my day. He would always tell me good morning and that I was beautiful. And that, as you see, I'm discussing it right now. That, right. that was years ago. And, I mean, that had a positive effect on me. I mean, like I said, every day I hated right. going to that job. Like, I literally, I hated it. And that just that just him saying that brightened my day right. every day. Or like I always, when somebody says "Have a good day," I'll say "You have a better one." Yes. And I feel like just sometimes those little couple that could just help somebody's day, like or telling somebody thank you. And sometimes I ain't gonna lie. Sometimes checking somebody and telling them, "Hey, oh, you could have did it." Like if you tell somebody, you could have, like you could have said, "Excuse me," or you could have, you know what I mean. 
they might not have noticed it. And then you like, they, they, you might have pointed something out to them and they did that I needed to correct in a sense. You know what I'm saying? So it's like sometimes even if it's a negative, it can still be positive because maybe they didn't even realize or maybe you took their mind off of something because you did say something to them. And the reason they didn't say, excuse me, is because they had their mind on going home and like I said, doing something crazy or something. And you took their mind off of that just from... Seem it might seem like you're being a jerk, but just by you doing that, they might be like, Oh, I'm sorry. And you might have took their mind and then you say, Oh, it's okay. Have a good day. That might just, you know, them couple words. Like I said, I tell people all the time, be kind because you never know what somebody's going through. True. You don't ever know what somebody's going through. I just feel like, and if this, if, I got to tell people all the time, if you take an hour out of your day and just be positive, it could, it could change things. Like I said the other day on my show, if you take an hour out of your day, think of the, of the whole world at 2 o'clock every day. Everybody just trying to be positive from 2 o'clock to 3 o'clock. Just think of how the whole environment might change. Like the whole atmosphere might change because there's so much positivity going around that there'll be neg- the negativity might just go away, even if it's just for an hour. Like and if it's just even for that hour, it's gonna it's gonna you know you know still translate over the hours. Like it might just be hour where everybody took the hour to be positive, but people are still gonna be positive after the hours. Like it's you know what I mean. So it's just like try to be positive at least an hour a day. And if you, once you start that hour, it'll translate into longer. But you just gotta try to be positive. Try to be kind. Like cause this world is just messed up. But anyway, like this it's starting to be a world where it's like man. So, like I said, try to be positive. Try to be kind to each other. If you, you know what I'm saying, tell the people that you love, you love them. I love you, Court. I love you, too. But we already know that. But what I'm saying is, you know what I'm saying? On that note, like I said, and I'm going to take what you said. I just got something out of what you said. I'm going to try to be positive for an hour. I'm telling you, try an hour hour a day. Even even if... I feel really badly. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take that advice. So thank you. You're welcome. And thank you for having me. Of course. We're going to do this again. Uh, I appreciate all you guys tuning in to Tea Time with Courtney. And like I always tell people, and Courtney today, the other Courtney B. And like I tell everybody, you got any, you know, any topics you want to discuss, you want to be on here with me. If you, you know, anything, hit me up. Let me know. I, I Listen. I'm always approachable. That's another thing you want to try to be. Try to be approachable. Yes. Yeah, you know I mean, like, don't don't always walk around, you know, looking evil. And be kind. Treat others the way you want to be treated. We were Period. taught that in kindergarten, guys. <laughs> right. It's. I mean, come on, guys. It's not that hard. It's not. Be kind. But thank you, guys. Tune yeah, in next yeah. time. I'll holler at you later. Bye.